Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan here and you are listening to episode number 77 of the Langpreneur podcast. Guys, do you have a YouTube channel? I know that some of you have do have a YouTube channel. Um, some of you have smaller channels, others have huge YouTube channels. Well, today we're going to talk about how to use online business fundamentals to create stability, growth and raving fans for your YouTube channel. And this is the um, this is the audio of a presentation that Oli gave um, at one of our online mastermind events. Some of the um, yeah, the 12 biggest language educators on YouTube joined us for this online event and uh, this small group of people had over 20 million subscribers between them. Now, this presentation to be honest, I really think it's one of our, the best pieces of content that I have put out there so far. And, you know, I've been thinking about sharing this with, with the audience, with the public for a long time. For a long time, I didn't want to share it because, I, to be honest, I, I just think it's too good to give, to give away for free. Um, people usually only start taking action when they actually pay, right? So I'm willing to share it with you today here on the podcast, but please promise me that you pay attention and that you actually take action afterwards, right? Um, yeah, so it's quite a long. It's it's quite a long presentation. It's about forty five minutes long, but we really recommend you to listening it from the beginning until the end. Now, some of the things that you will learn in this presentation. So you will learn the systems that you can use to turn your online following into a real solid future-proof business that will protect yourself against haters, to rely less on YouTube and its unpredictable algorithm, to reinvest in your business and grow faster than the competition, to make more money on autopilot. Now, in our experience, the principles in the system that we will be teaching today will enable you to make about two and a half to five thousand dollars for every hundred thousand views that you get on your YouTube channel. Guys, again, we had Peter Galante, the founder of Innovative Language. He uh, he joined us for this online mastermind event as well. And he said, this presentation is unbelievable. What Oli teaches is essentially the model that we use to build a company with 70 full-time employees. It's brilliant. And you can actually hear him saying that in the original video recording. That's... Um, that's actually also available, and I'm happy to share the original video recording with you as well. Um, yeah, if you want to know how to get access to that, then just keep listening, and then at the end of this episode, I will tell you uh, how you can get access to the original video recording as well. Okay, so pay attention as if you paid a thousand bucks for this for this piece of content because it's going to be important. It's going to be good. I hope you're ready. Make sure to pay attention. Let's get started. This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Right then, now this is where you get to see my Zoom skills in action. Share screen, here we go. So maybe you can tell me whether you can now see my screen or not. 
You got my screen there, guys? The rest yeah. Perfect. All right, then. So I've, 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 I've called this session um, How to Use Online Business Fundamentals to Create Stability, Growth, and Raving Fans for Your YouTube Channel. And what this is going to do is um, try to address a lot of the different areas that we've seen people struggle with when it comes to having the kind of platform that you guys already have. All right, and I'll try and we'll cover all the, all of these things during the, the, the session. So, um, the, I've got some intro slides here. Jan's already done a lot of intro, so I won't spend a lot of time on that. Um, but you know, we've been running Langbrenner for a few years now. We run a combination of like, uh, online events, which many of you guys have been to also these small group masterminds. And yeah, I think that's the back of your head, um, on the, on the table there. Um, in the middle and uh, yeah so I have a background in um, in teaching as I said and my website's called I will teach you a language my main business has grown up through the kind of blogging route um, I have a YouTube channel I'm pretty ashamed of it I've never really done anything with it uh, so I'm not a YouTuber uh, it's not my natural habitat um, but I do have a podcast which I quite enjoy um, but yeah, my main thing has been, been my website, a um, bunch of media stuff here. Um, I've, the, other, the other big part of my business is book, is book publishing, and I've, um, I have a series of books with Teach Yourself. Um, we're going to have over 20 out in the bookshops by the end of the year. So um, that's another kind of aspect of, of what we do. Um, so my experience started very much with blogging. And when I first started my blog, it was because I, re I just wanted to document and talk about the things that I had learned about, uh, about language learning. I have a background with languages. I've, 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 learned, uh, I've learned 10 languages. I speak eight of them to a certain degree, four or five of them you know, well. And so I kind of just blogged about my experience with, with language learning. But then because of what I told you about um, you know, my family and uh, you know, the, 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 kind of the, the issues I have with stress, and um and then i'm wanting to be able to create something stable for my you know for my my young family uh, i just really made the decision to get serious about the online business side of stuff because i knew i loved the language and the teaching side of it i knew i was quite good at that the missing piece for me was the um was learning about the business and so i uh, invested huge amounts of money in in training courses in um masterminds i, I spent a couple of years going back and forth to the us um, to be part of masterminds, um, like this, this, this guy here, Russell Brunson is quite a well-known, um, 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 marketer. I was in his mastermind for a year. I, I spent a lot of time with millionaire business owners, basically. And I was the odd one out by a long shot. I just had this little blog, wasn't making any money at the time. Um, but I kind of invested in getting in the room with these kind of people. And it was a huge wake up call because coming from my background of just basically blogging about the thing that I was passionate about, I got to see how very successful business owners operate. And it was a huge wake up call. Um, there's a lot of stuff just there, which we're not, we're not going to have time to, um, to go into, but being in the room with people that do this stuff professionally with a lot of experience was just massively powerful for me. And then, so that is that's kind of how all this stuff combined and then over the last you know five or six years or so i've just been working on combining the, all the stuff i do with languages with all the stuff i do with with business and then now through langpreneur 
um, it's kind of in a, in a way that the final piece of the puzzle, which is actually, you know how they say like when you, the only way, to, there comes a point where the only way you can get better at learning something is by actually teaching it. Um, that's kind of where um, a lot of the impetus from Langpreneur came from because, you know, me and Yann have had a certain, been lucky enough to, you know, have a certain amount of, of success with this stuff. And uh, we've been finding so much more fulfillment from actually helping other people do the, do the same thing, you know? So um, let's get onto the content here. Right. So what I realized from being in these masterminds and being around these successful business owners is that whatever medium you actually use to make content, the business fundamentals are all the same. And this was really important for me because I was, at the time, I identified as being a blogger. I said, okay, I'm a language blogger. I just focused on blogging. But when I realized um, what, how other people run their businesses, I realized, that, okay, you've got the kind of overall bracket of business. And then there's a kind of subcategory of online business, which operates just online. And then the subcategory of online business um, again, talking about content creators here is you've got people who do have blogs, have YouTube channels, um, you have authors, podcasters, people who do speaking, things like that. Um, what I, a big realization for me was that my blog was not a business in just the same way as your YouTube channel is not a business. And one of the big temptations, uh, one of the big kind of traps of that we can fall into as content creators is believing that the thing that we, the content that we're producing is the business, but it's not. The business is something else entirely. And what we're going to focus on um, in this session actually is what that is so that you can um, get a, a, as wide a possible a snapshot as how to, of, um, of what the, what the actual business can look like when you move away from your main um, from your main channel. So you ever seen these ball machines before? I love seeing these. You get these in like shopping cent shopping center lobbies and things sometimes. So it's where you kind of put this, you drop this ball in the top and then it gets taken around this huge maze where the ball gets kind of raised up and down and thrown into these loops and things like that. Uh, this for me is like the mechanics of, of, of an online business. And whether you're talking about like Amazon or, you know, British Airways or your local DIY shop, the thing that makes the business work ultimately, and the thing that kind of moves you beyond, um, making a little bit of money online to actually having a, a real solid business. The thing that makes the business work is the processes you've got in place that actually take customers who buy from you and then take them on a journey. That could be um, selling more things to them, giving them new, new ways to learn, just generally helping them. But it's the process and the journey that you take your customer on which ultimately is the business. And so the better that the machine that you build, ultimately the more um, revenue you can actually make. And this is how relatively small businesses can actually make a lot of money. Um, was it Paul earlier on saying that you met people with, with far smaller channels than you who are making a lot more money? This is how, this is why this happens. It's because if you are, targeted in what you do and then you have a process on the on the back end as they as they call it which will take everyone that you have through a journey this is how businesses like this are built and one of the reasons is that customers people who actually buy from you because most people don't you know 99 of people will never buy from you but the one percent who do are people who love to buy things and they'll buy again and again and again. And they're people like me who, you know, if you give me something free, I won't look at it 
but if I pay you a thousand dollars for it, I'll really study it. A lot of people are like that. They like to invest in their own education. Okay. And this is why, this is how these kind of businesses work. So you've got two parts to a kind of content based business. You've got the second part, start with that first, which is this machine, right? So this is what you do with people once they kind of enter your world and the process of gradually helping them more and more, um, which will mean, uh, offering them things that they can buy. That's the second part. The first part is different. The first part is absolutely vital because without this, the business fails. And this is the funnel that puts the balls into the machine right at the top. Okay, so you feed the balls into the machine and then they go off on their journey after that. If you don't have the balls to go into the machine in the first place, nothing happens because the whole machine is empty. So you've got to have both parts. In online business terms, and I'm sure most of you guys will be familiar with this. The balls that go into the top of the machine is what we call traffic. And uh, so that's the people who enter your world. And then the stuff that happens in the machine afterwards is what we can call conversion. So you have traffic, the people, and then conversion, which is the process that you actually use to, to, to monetize, if you like, and to turn it into a, a business. So if we st just start by stepping back and thinking purely in business terms, your YouTube channel is just the traffic part of your business. And this goes, this holds true whether you are um, a, you see the quality of my icons here, I've got to figure out what it was I put on it, whether you're a blogger, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're an author, whether you're a speaker, all of that activity in business terms is just generating the traffic, okay? The actual business lies elsewhere inside the machine. Now, the iceberg analogy is quite useful here. You've seen this before, right? So if you ask yourself what the, what the business actually is, you've got the traffic at the top, but it's the business systems which actually is responsible for, for the business growing in revenue terms, right? So this is like Paul's, Paul's friends who have small amount of traffic but a large businesses because it's what happens beneath the surface that does all the heavy lifting, right? So yes, you need the traffic, but it's the journey that you take people on and the systems that you build that actually create the business, right? Now, the trap for content creators, and this is just the same for, for you guys as, as YouTubers or whether you're on Instagram or TikTok or blogging or podcasting, whatever, the trap that we see people falling into all the time is focusing 100% on the traffic part. And this is um, a problem that you'll be familiar with with YouTube because YouTube is such a, a sophisticated ecosystem by itself that you are hugely incentivized to play to the crowd. So more videos, well optimized. The whole game is, you know, how do you optimize your YouTube um, output? And so the time that you spend on your on your th on your video thumbnails, on your descriptions, on um, you know analyzing engagement, all of that stuff, we're still just playing in the kind of traffic ballpark. Okay. Um, so why is this actually important? So, because you, as you know, you can make money on YouTube. You can, um, make a lot of money on YouTube, right? So why should you actually focus on developing your business systems? The reason is what I said just a second ago, which is that, um, in YouTube with the ecosystem that you've got there, you are actually able to do quite a lot. So YouTube offers you the available, the, the options kind of natively within the platform to run ads, um, to have Patreon, 
different kinds of sponsorship. You have merch now integrated into YouTube and all these different things. These are, these are all things that YouTube offers and, it, and, it, and it's kind of a great way in for people because you can kind of click a couple of buttons and basically start to, start to monetize. This works massively to YouTube's advantage because it keeps you in the ecosystem tied in, creating more content for them. So you're earning from them, but ultimately you're also creating the content for them, right? So it's to, to get started, it's a, it's a win-win. It's good for you, it's good for them. But in order to move beyond this, it's really important to develop a sense of how the, the, the kind of more sophisticated online, online business works. So first of all, if you imagine a content-based business, um, any content creator business is going to look a bit like this, right? So you've got, if this, if this whole uh, rectangle here is your audience, then 90% of these people are your, your fans, your subscribers, your viewers, call them whatever you want. Um, and then 10% of them will become customers. In reality, it's probably more like 99.1 or 99.5, 0.5, whatever. The, the proportions are a, bit, are a little bit like this, right? Um, 90% are fans, the people who actually sustain the YouTube channel because they're clicking, they're watching, they're, they're, they're rating. These 10% though are the customers. These are the ones who really love you. These are the, your super fans. They want to learn more. They want to learn more with you and they're very happy to pay for it. The 90% are the people that keep the channel afloat but never buy anything. The 10% are the super fans who want to buy from you because like me, they, they learn best when they invest in education. Right? So the goal here for us is to cultivate this 10% of people or maybe the 1% of people because these are the people who will actually become your whole business. Right? And it's easy to lose sight of this because it's through focusing on the 90% that you kind of maintain the, the health of your, of your channel or your content platform. But your business lies in, in the small portion down here. Right? So once you understand that like, your whole business comes from the people that actually want to buy from you, you realize that it's a kind of huge, you're doing them a big disservice by not offering them ways to continue to learn with you. You know, in crude terms, by not selling things to them, you're offering them a, you're doing in them a huge disservice because those people can and want to um, invest with you to learn more. Right. So then if you accept that, that these people want to buy things from you, then you kind of need to know, well, how? And this is where the big tension comes in, especially with YouTube, right? Because it's how can I get customers without annoying my subscribers? And a couple of you guys already this morning mentioned this tension. And this is why the kind of easy route is to go to things like um, merch, Patreon, AdSense, things like this, because it's YouTube friendly and you're not really going to annoy people that much because it's kind of native to YouTube. As we already said, the big danger is that it keeps you kind of tied into the ecosystem. Right. So when we've got this question, how can I get customers? How can I build my business without annoying subscribers? What I have found to be most valuable through all the stuff that, that I've learned here is, is rather than just kind of um, following your emotions and your intuitions is to actually follow proven pathways, pathways that people have taken before to do exactly this kind of thing. You don't need to be in the dark about this. You don't need to make things up as you go along because there are many, many examples of people who have expanded beyond their kind of native content platform before. Um, 
And the big benefit of following kind of proven pathways and systems is that you're, you, you no longer have to make decisions out of fear. So like some of you guys have said, you know, worried about um, if you have issues around, um, about, around criticism or around people reacting negatively to monetization. Um, this, is, this is difficult because you, you're then operating and acting out of a place of, of fear. And this kind of off, this is, that's really a, a, a way to make, um, to make good decisions. Um, so when we're talking about these proven pathways, think, think of a, a big online business, nothing to do with languages. What's the, what's the biggest um, internet business you can think of? You're all muted, so you're not going to be able to say. Maybe if you, if you say it, I'll be able to lip read. Tell me a big internet business that you can think of. There you go. Yeah. Paul's given the big A. Amazon. So the clue to the best way to actually do this, to build the business outside of your main platform is by looking at Amazon. So um, selling on Amazon, you might know people who sell stuff on Amazon. Anyone know people who do FBA? Um, you know, they kind of buy stuff in, in China and then sort of sell it, have their Amazon store and they sell people, they sell stuff on China. Yeah. So I, through these, um, my various masterminds I've, I've done, I've met a lot of people who um, are kind of so-called Amazon millionaires. They make millions of dollars a year selling through Amazon. You know what they all say? Every single one of them will say, look, I make a lot of money on Amazon, but selling on Amazon sucks. They all say the same thing. And then they usually put another word at the end of that as well. Um, anyone know why? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, how do I unmute you guys? I want to unmute you. I'm not sure there's an easy way to do this. Anyone know why selling on Amazon sucks? If you've got a good idea, raise your hand, Peter. Let's see if I can un unmute you here. No control over contact with the customer. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. So when you sell on Amazon, Amazon reels you in by offering you huge amounts of money to make, right? But when you sell stuff on Amazon, you don't get your customer's contact details. You don't even get their email address. You can make millions of dollars a year selling on Amazon and you don't even know who your customers are. You can't email them. You can't contact them. Why? Because Amazon wants to keep that information because what you're actually doing is generating customers for Amazon. Right? So why does Amazon do this? Why does Amazon not, why does Amazon hold on to these customer contact details? They do it because they know the fundamental truth about online business, which is that your business is your customer list. Your entire business is your customer list. I'm going to say it a third time because it's that, it's that important to understand. Your business is your database of customers and the ability to contact them. Okay? But why is this the case? Why is your business the customer list? Well, imagine what happens when you're an Amazon customer. We've all bought things on Amazon, right? You buy something on Amazon and what happens next? A few days later, you get an email like this that says, hey, you just bought this. You might also like this. Do you guys realize how powerful this is as a, as a mechanism? Amazon can email you whenever they want, and they do it a lot, don't they? Amazon can email you whenever they want and sell you stuff. But it's not quite as crude as that because they're not just selling you any old thing. Amazon knows what you like and based on what you've bought before. So it can recommend you stuff that they also think you're going to like, and they're good at those recommendations. 
So you're getting emailed by Amazon, but you actually like this. It, you, you, are posit- you feel positive towards this because they, you get good recommendations. But it's not only that. You can actually then, when you get the recommendation, you can buy with one click. Not only that, if you don't like the stuff they send you, you can return it and they'll refund you without any questions asked. It's a pretty amazing business when you think about it. All right? And what this, what this shows is that Amazon... Amazon's business is not simply its list of customers. It's more than that. It's something even deeper. Amazon's business is actually the relationship they have with their customers. So we said before that your business is your your list of customers. It's actually something even deeper. Your business is the relationship you have with your list of customers. And so what this does is give you a huge hint about how you can build stability and growth for your your youtube channel all right so if the actual if your business is the relationship you have with your customers then the secret to an explosive profitable and stable online business is the ability to deepen the relationship with your biggest fans by contacting them anytime you want and offering them cool stuff all right now in the first instance this doesn't even mean stuff for sale it can be anything but the foundation of a stable business off YouTube is the ability to deepen the relationship with your fans by contacting them anytime you want and offering them cool stuff. And how does Amazon do this? Because this is exactly what Amazon does, right? How do they do it? Does Amazon do social media, YouTube, TikTok? Anyone seen anything from Amazon on those channels ever? I, I don't think I ever have. I think I might've seen a Black Friday ad on Instagram once, but basically, as far as I know, they don't do that stuff. Amazon's entire customer engine works through something that is incredibly unsexy, incredibly old-fashioned, incredibly boring, but incredibly powerful. And it is, always has been, and still is the most powerful online communication tool of all, as email. The Amazon customer engine works 100% through email, and so does every, virtually every single advanced online business that's operating today whatever whatever niche you're in whatever platform you are um your whatever kind of business you've got whatever kind of content you create every advanced online business uses email as its main um, mechanism for actually operating the business right it's really really unsexy and i think this is what kind of can confuse people because so much of the development in, 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 in online stuff now is in, it's in social media, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, stuff like that. But think about what people still use email for. They still use email to, to contact their landlord, to pay their bills, to do online shopping, to pay their tax. Everything that matters, people do on email. Yeah. So the email is the place that people go when they, when they want to get serious. So with email, when you use email, you can communicate anytime you want to your biggest fans and you can have their full attention by appearing in their inbox. And this, you you see how powerful this is as an ability to do this. And if you don't have this ability right now, then this is the number one thing, which the number one opportunity to, um, to grow and to stabilize your business. 
with social media, because I know a lot of us do, we kind of, when we have big channels, we use it to kind of cross promote our social media, you know, use your YouTube to build your Instagram and stuff like that, which is a great thing to do. The kind of fundamental thing about social media is if you post something, it may or may not show up in their feed. They may or may not see it. If they happen to, if they're taking a day off Instagram, they'll miss it altogether. All right. Whereas with email, it's communication that you control. You can send them a message. And even if they're taking the day off, they'll see it tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Okay. So this is quite counterintuitive for people that have, um, that, that have, have spent all their time on one particular um, content platform. And sometimes as well, even to me, it doesn't really make sense why it is effective as it is, but time and time again, I'm always amazed how in our own business, for example, we make over 90% of our revenue through email. And case in point, last week we launched a new book, nothing special, but here are, here are the seven day sales figures. I did this on the seventh day. So we actually did a bit more on, the, on day seven. Um, but you can see that there are three big spikes here. These, this represents books, book sales um, on Amazon, by the way. Um, guess what I did on those three days? I sent an email. <laughs> See the dynamics here? On the other days, I posted in all my Facebook groups across all my social channels, which, which are not inconsiderable, not as big as some of you guys, but uh, no, I've got tens of thousands of people across these different channels. But you send an email, one email, and look what happens. Now, email beats all other channels combined hands down when it comes to getting people to do things. Okay. So what can you do with email? You can have a deeper dialogue with your biggest fans, a way to communicate with them. You can offer people more value by sending them cool stuff like newsletters or PDFs or cool things you find. You can run surveys and for anybody who's thinking, well, I'm not sure what kind, I want to make a course, but I'm not sure what kind of course people will like. Not sure what, what should be in it, what things people want. Surveying people over email is the way to find out that information, right? Because the people who will respond will be very, very engaged. You can make affiliate offers over email, which means you don't have to do it on your channel. Through email, you can, you can send traffic anywhere you want. If you've got a new video that you want loads of people to see, if you just launched a new book, or maybe you've, um, you want to build out your website or you've got a, a course that you want people to go and check out. You can directly send people to those places. You can um, have automatic messages that build your social channels. You can get feedback on ideas. So if you're wondering, Oh, should I do this course or that course? You can email them and say, Hey guys, um, Ollie here, quick question. I'm thinking about making this course on barbecuing or this course on, uh, on a slow cooker food, which, which do you think I should do? And they'll tell you, and then you do that. You do that thing. All right. And you can also sell things if that's what you want to do without having to do it on your main channel. So this, you see the power of this, this keeps your main channel completely fresh. You don't have to kind of, you know, quote unquote, pollute it with anything that people might react negatively to. It's, it's incredibly powerful. There's also the kind of security side of things. Now, um, Peter, you've got a memory, an online memory that's, um, I think twice as long as, as mine. And even in the time that I've been online, I've seen some scary shit happen. All right. And you've got a list of stuff here and this is only just scratching the surface, the infamous Google slap. Um, you can be banned from AdSense happened to a friend of ours, Connor. He, um, he, for five years, he wasn't able to, able to use AdSense because Google decided to block him. 
Demonetization, you know how much that's happening at the moment. Deplatforming, our friend Mike, um, who runs Gossica, he built a huge YouTube channel back in the day. And then he had a, a spurious copyright claim made against him. YouTube uh, decommissioned his whole channel. He lost his entire channel from one day to the next. Scary. Copyright strikes, shadow bans, people are talking about on um, Twitter, where people sub for some reason don't like your content. So the algorithm stops showing it to people. Uh, CPM changes for your advertising rates, algorithm changes, or just or, or changes in, in advertising regulation. You know, sooner or later, there's going to be advertising come, uh, rules come in that says, hey, guys, you know, influencers, you're not allowed to sell stuff. You're not allowed to do ad placements anymore. All these things have happened in the past. They're going to happen again. When you build your list of, custom, of uh, customers or fans by email, it's like your ultimate security policy. Because if the worst happens, and any of these things happen and, they, and, they, and they, they negatively affect your main channel, guess what you do? You go straight out to your email list, to all the people who follow you and love you, and you say, hey guys, I've had a bit of a problem. Um, but it's all right, because I'm going to start this new channel over here. Please come and follow me. And then all of your big fans, what do they do? They hop over and right, just like that there, you've got a huge raving fan base on your new channel. It's, it's a, it's, if you haven't thought in these terms before, I really, really encourage you to do so because the, these, these things do, <laughs> they do happen and it's really scary. Everyone thinks it's never going to happen to them, um, but it can and it does. So building your a list of, at the very least, fans, but preferably customers, do you see now why this actually is your real business? If you imagine the kind of worst case scenarios, what you're left with, with your business is the ability to contact your, your, your biggest fans and your biggest customers. Right? So what I thought I'd do here is focus not on the negative, but on the positive case. And I want to give you a step-by-step -step example of how you could basically implement what I've been talking about here on your YouTube channel to turn your existing fans, subscribers into, into raving fans and fans for life by creating products that they love to pay for, which gives you a more passionate, loyal fan base and can quite easily, if all you're doing right now is generating revenue on um, through YouTube mechanisms, AdSense, things like that, can very easily 10x whatever, whatever it is that you're, that you're making right now. Does that sound good? I'm going to give you a, a, it's a 10 step process. This is what I would do if I had, um, a YouTube channel that wasn't so useless. Um, all right. So here's what you're going to do. And of course this is all going to need adaptation and it takes some work, but this will lay out step-by-step step how you could do this sort of thing that I'm talking about. So step number one here is to think of a hook and a hook is like a tiny little thing, which people are in, which people might be interested in. Um, examples might be um, how to roll your R in Italian. Uh, writing templates for the Arabic script, the 10 most difficult words to pronounce in, in British English, uh, 10 secrets to pass IELTS 7.5, the, the, the English speaking exam, uh, some listening drills for Chinese tones. These are little things that people worry about and think about that you can help them with in a very quick and easy way. Does that make sense? What a hook could be. So it could be like a quick, um, Ollie's secret trick to memorize words in a foreign language in 60 seconds. Something small, but really kind of powerful. Um, often some of the best 
ways to get people's attention are actually with really small things because they actually think to themselves, okay, maybe there, maybe I can actually get a, a win here because it's not it's something small. So you think of a hook. Good example is uh, our friend Idausa from the Mimic Method. He has a, uh, a lead magnet which is free language guide. Uncover the sound gaps in your brain. So he basically shows you whatever language you're learning. Here are the sounds that you that you don't know in your native language that you will need for say French. Okay, it's small, it's specific. So think of a hook. First of all, then you're going to create a simple lead magnet um, from that hook. Okay, so this can be any number of things. It can be an ebook, it can be a special video masterclass that you host on your website, it could be an audio download, it could be a PDF printout, whatever. Um, it's a very simple hook and, the, and, and a very simple um, solution to that hook, right? So if you're promising people, uh, you know, one trick to learn how to roll your R's in Italian, you could then, the, the lead magnet could be a little video that shows them a couple of techniques for learning to roll their R's. Okay, so a simple lead magnet that gives a solution to that, that hook. Then what you'll do is you're going to set up a landing page um, to give them that lead magnet. Um, if anyone's not familiar with any of these terms, lead magnet um, landing page, just um, let me know and I'll go into um, into into more detail um, so people will come to this landing page and then you'll say hey I've got this this little video masterclass where I'm going to show you how to roll your art in Italian just enter your name and email and I'll send you the masterclass completely free so what you're doing here is you're giving away something small but very useful in exchange for that email address okay makes sense so far Then what you're going to do is, oh, we've gone from step three to step five. That's interesting. I have to have a word, word with our slide creator after this. <laughs> so um, at this point, you've helped people out by giving them something cool, and you also got their email, which means now you can contact them. Um, so what you'll then do later on is you're going to send them an automated email, and you can set this up automatically to go out using something called an email autoresponder. So whenever someone signs up, you can set it up to automatically send them out a message after say a week or so. And then you can send them out a automatic message that says, um, Hey, it's Ollie here. And um, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. What are you, what's, what are you struggling with most right now with your Italian? Whatever. And then what happens is you start to get emails back from people and they love it because you're contacting them and they'll say, Oh, I can't believe you've, you've, you've taken the time to email me they're super happy to hear from you. Then they'll reply. And so you start to build up this kind of database of emails from real people, your real fans telling you what they're struggling with, with Italian. Right? Now, guess what you do with that? Once you know, once you kind of have enough emails to, to look at and realize that there's kind of one big problem that everybody's got, one thing that floats to the top, what you do then is you can use that to create a product that solves that struggle. Right? And this is where the kind of course creation comes in. This is an example from our friend Christina from Speak English with Christina. Um, so you see what we've done so far? What we've done so far is we've offered something cool to people in exchange for their email. Your most engaged followers will go and download that thing. And then you're now talking to them over email and you're saying, hey, what, what, do, you, what do you struggle with most? They've told you their biggest problem and you've created something to solve that problem. All right. So now any questions at this point over, I'm not sure what I should make, or I'm not sure whether 
people will be happy that I've made something or I'm going to offer them something. These concerns should, should evaporate at this point because this is real customer feedback. This is your people have told you specifically what it is that they want. Okay. There's no better way to make a course than this. There's no guesswork involved. It's all data driven. So at this point, then you've kind of created a, a course that is based on their biggest struggles that they've told you about. Right? Then what you're going to do is you're going to go back out to the end. Yeah, I mean, it might take you three months, six months to make the course, but when it's done, you go back to your email list, which has been growing in the meantime, right? Because people have been signing up to that, that cool thing that you gave, that you gave away and you've got your course finished and you're going to go back to your email list and you're going to say, um, Hey guys, I've just made this, this course. It's, it's called, um, rolling your arm in Italian mastery 101. Uh, this is the, this is the course. Uh, I made this cause you guys told me you wanted it. I hope you like it. By the way, it's, I'm going to invite you to a beta group, which means the course is kind of, it's finished, but it's, you know, I want to just see how you guys like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you access for 50% off or something. Give them a big discount to, to join the course for the beta group. And so now you've got your biggest fans who have told you what they want. You've made the, you've made the thing that they want. And then you're now giving them the thing that they want for a big, um, big discount. And you know, they're going to be happy because you can say, look, you're going to join me in my, this private community where you get to go through the course. You're getting huge amounts of buy-in from them and they're going to love you to bits just by including them in this. So you will get this group of people into your beta group for the course. And then what you do after they've been through the course is you collect feedback and testimonials again by email. So you're going to email them and say, Hey, hope you enjoyed the course. It was lots of fun uh, having you. Please let me know how I could improve it. And then they tell you how to make it better. So if you thought it was good to begin with, it's going to be awesome now because they've told you everything that they didn't like. So you can improve it. Bear in mind, at no point have you even mentioned this on your YouTube channel yet. So there's no negativity. There's no concern over blowback. This is all happening over email. Okay. So you get feedback for how to improve the course and you can also collect some testimonials. So people say, Oh, I took this, how to roll your R in Italian course by Ollie. And it, and I, within five days, I was all the way to the, you know, all day long, uh, super happy would recommend it to anybody. So again, assuming that your course is good and you've got to make good stuff. Hopefully that should be, that should go without saying the, the stuff that you make has to be top quality. So assuming that you've done that and it works and people get good results, you're going to get great testimonials. So then what you can do is you've got this course, right? Which is, which is fantastic. You've also got some of the emails that you wrote to let people know about it. So then what you're going to do is for everyone who opts into this lead magnet that we made right back at the beginning, you're going to create a very simple sequence of emails could be, you know, three, four, five emails. And now everybody who joins up to your, that free lead magnet that you made earlier after a week or so, or however long you want is going to get an automatic set of emails that say, Oh, by the way, I've got this cool course that I made. People really like it. And here's the proof because you've got the testimonials. And um, if you'd like to join, here's the link very light touch, but guess what? Because these people are your biggest fans and they signed up to your email list, they're going to be very, very responsive to this. And lots of them are going to buy. And all of this is automated. So the emails go out on autopilot to um, 
everybody who um, who signs up for your lead magnet. Um, so quick recap then, you've got the, um, the lead magnet, which you made right at the beginning, and then you've got an automated um, set of emails that are gonna just make the course, you know, the course that you created available for them. And then all you have to do, your only job then at that point is to send people to that free lead magnet. And someone, some, some guy made this, uh, made this particular video. I don't know, don't know who it was. Pretty good. Um, it's Peter, by the way. And um, so then all you need to do from your channel in sensible places that make sense in videos or descriptions or whatever is direct people towards your free lead magnet. And then everything else happens automatically away from your channel. People will, will sign up, they'll get the free thing, which creates lots of goodwill, and then you'll be able to offer them things. And then what will happen then is you start to make sales on autopilot um, in, in the background, which is the kind of machine part that we were talking about earlier with that big kind of ball thing. And once you put the ball in, then the machine does the rest of the work. This is obviously a very, very simple example, but hopefully it shows how this process can work um, when it's automated and how you can do this away from your main channel, right? So with this process, what can you do? You can create a list of fans and customers over time. You can keep your main channel clean and fresh without having to do anything that people will recognize as salesy. You can build a deeper relationship with your biggest fans. You can serve your audience better by giving them more in-depth learning options. Because remember, you can keep emailing them stuff after that as well. Give them more and more. You can diversify away from your from your one your main channels and create huge amounts of security and insurance for your business. And you can also generate large amounts of income. And it's important to remember that um, whatever, contrary to what people will say in comments on YouTube, not everybody benefits from free. Free is kind of what we do as content creators, but there are so many people who only value things that they pay for and they actually want to pay for things. Um, in order, they want to pay for their learning. Okay. So this, all this is doing is giving people that option. And again, this is why so much of, um, of my business and I think a lot of other people as well uh, is repeat customers as people who keep coming back. So um, a couple of numbers for you. This is very guideline, but this is based on what we've seen from working with different people um, in um, with YouTube. It, so in case you're wondering, like, is this, is this email thing actually worth pursuing? As a guideline, what we've seen is that um, it's, it's, you should expect to make somewhere between two and a half K to five K per 100,000 views. So you guys can do the maths based on, um, uh, on, on, on your, your own numbers. Um, so this is pretty standard. It can obviously vary. It depends on the niche. It depends on how much you're kind of willing to, uh, to invest into this process, how, how, how well you set it up. Um, but if you do it, if you do it well, then a guideline in, the language space um, for something that's performing well is at least 5K per 100,000 views. So that just kind of gives you a guideline of what's, what's possible and what you can expect by, by doing this stuff properly. And then once you start kind of generating that income off um, YouTube, you've got the option of then starting to reinvest that, right? So I know none of us probably have, 
you know, we, we didn't, we don't wake up in the morning thinking how to become millionaires. Uh, it's not really about that. But what you can do with this revenue is reinvest it in your channel and do things like having the option to step back from the eternal content hamster wheel, you know, pushing out three videos a week. Um, because you just simply don't need to because the, your business is, is taking place elsewhere. You can reinvest money into content creation so you can have people uh, people on staff who are helping you, better better cameras, better things like that. You can build your team who can start to take over um, you know, communication, customer support, things like that. And by doing that kind of thing, if you care about this kind of thing, then this is what allows you to grow faster than the competition because you can actually afford to actually invest money into, into growing your channel faster without you having to do everything yourself. And the other thing to realize is that um, as, you know, as with Paul's friend who mentioned earlier, other people are doing this right now and people across, across YouTube, across the whole online business space, this is how they operate. Okay. So it's, um, it's worth bearing that in mind because ultimately it's with a lot of business stuff over the long term. Uh, people who are the people who are able to reinvest the most in their in their business will end up with the strongest, um, most finely tuned um, businesses. So, so for the long term, there's a very good reason to do this. Okay. So, quick recap of what we've seen. Um, right at the beginning, we saw how an online business generates revenue on the back end. That's where the money is made. Your business is not your YouTube channel. Your business is the relationship that you develop with your customers. In order to do that, you need the means to be able to contact them directly and email is still the best way to do that. And you can build that email list by using free lead magnets to grow your email list off YouTube. You can then use your email list to inform business development. So if you're wondering what kind of course should I make? What will people like? What should I do next? You can use your email list to get direct answers to these questions so you can remove all the guesswork from the decision-making that you, that you do. And ultimately, this means that you can become less dependent on the whims and the politics and the algorithms of YouTube and create a more stable and secure future for, for the fantastic work that you're doing. All right, well, thanks for listening and good to see that you made it all the way until the end. Um, if you want to get access to the original video recording, then what you need to do is just send me an email at info at and just say link, please. Right, and I will reply and I will add a link to the secret page where we, uh, where we share the video presentation. And... Um, yeah, I really hope that you're going to do something with this, especially if you have already, uh, if you have an, a big online following already. Uh, we had some of the participants that started directly implementing some of the things that they learned in this presentation and they made hundreds of thousands of dollars so far. Um, and this does not just work for YouTube, right? It also works if you have a big following on Instagram, on TikTok, or if you have a podcast. Um the idea is that traffic is only one part of the business, but the real magic happens um, after you capture that email address, right? So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And um, if you liked it, send me a message. You can also do that on Instagram, at Langpreneur. Always happy to uh, 
to get to know some of you guys, to get to know our listeners. And then I will see you in the next episode.